The DeLucas pressed Tony's remain into 12 vinyl records, one for each member of the family. But little did they know, he will return. <laughs> Yo, hey, uh, welcome to Red River Podcast, episode 161. Uh, today we're going to celebrate the 50 years of hip-hop, which coincides with uh, Langan's birthday. So, you know, both of you, you know, you guys were both born on the, on the, on the you know, you and hip-hop, born in the same yeah. year. I kept it so real. I came to my mother in a dream, and I was like, yeah. I don't want to be born <laughs> until 73. That's right. That's how real I keep it. And he's rapping. He's rapping everyone's uh, favorite hip hop group, Sam Hain. So very <laughs> important. The, the fall starts today. I mean, yeah. yesterday, September first, in my house. So I don't know. All I know is when Monday and Tuesday roll around and it's ninety degrees, it ain't gonna feel. You know, stay inside. Close the windows. Wow, that works every time. Josh will be at the beach, fucking soaking up the rays. I hope so. Yeah, celebrating yeah. Jimmy Buffett. But, uh, <laughs> R.I.P. All right, pour a little out. <laughs> pour a little cheeseburger out on pour the floor. Pour a little margarita on the ground today, people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Don't gonna... salt your margaritas today. <laughs> Drink them dry out of respect. They're going to they're gonna have to go a little harder today for sure. Um, you know, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, I completely, totally forgot. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Buffett just took me out of my game. <laughs> But uh, so before we get into it, Josh put out a, a new project and, uh, you know, let, let's talk a little bit about that before we get into this list. You know, so right tell tell me and everyone, you know, the name and uh, what it's like to basically, you know, be able to sit in a car or be able to send it to your friends. And, uh, you know, the, the name of the record is music. Uh, what is it? Music for my friends. Yeah. Music for my friends. Exactly. Which is basically what most of us do these days. Uh. That's it. Yeah, I mean, I have to say, just like uh, Sam played a, a minor role only because, um, you know, when I put out my uh, my podcast, like my book or however you want to categorize it, it was kind of the same thing where I had like one person kind of like for years going like, hey, man, when are you going to finish that book? And then at some point I was just like, you know, I should like finish it and just shut this guy up. And like Sam was kind of like that for music. He was just kind of like, Yeah, man, when are you coming out of retirement? You drop that 16. I was like, oh, oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, I didn't, I honest to God, I did not record music for like 16 years and never thought I was going to do it again. And then it all kind of just fell into my lap. And I'm big on like things kind of showing themselves to me rather than me pursuing them. Because when I pursue things, they're like annoying. It's like square peg, round hole. And this just was kind of like, I heard my friend record a song and then I was like, that sounds pretty good, man. I, I can't believe he's still that good after all this time. 
And then I jokingly texted him and was like, send me the beat. I'll be on the remix. And then he did it in like 30 seconds. And I was like, maybe I should try to write a rap now. And then I did it. And I was like, I think that might be pretty good. And then I did it for him. And he was like, that's really good. And I was like, shit. Got the itch. Oh, shit. So I went to the studio and it was like magic again. And I was like, wow, this feels pretty good. And then the guy goes, I'm going to send you some beats. And I was like, "Eh, I don't know if I'll do anything with him. And then next thing I know, I'm recording a seven song project and that's what's what's out now. And uh, so that I put out at the end of May and um, I'm I'm eight. I'm writing already. I'm eight songs into another one. So I'm going to do double, ten double songs. album, double album. Coming. No, it's going to be ten, <laughs> ten songs. I think uh, seven is is uh, is too short, even though I thought it was like kind of what. You know, really? this, this, yeah, I, I thought it was too short in these, terms of like, for me, these, I don't know. These days, these days it's, you know, then again, like, you know, we're probably writing like three and a half minute, four songs, you know, like as right. a band. So it's a little different like, shorter. where I'll do like five, five at a clip and stuff. But, right. you know, I, I think maybe like, do you think because you, you just wanted such a result back in your early days that it was so off putting? That you like, it's almost like your friend just did it for fun, and you're like, oh, maybe like, wait, we could just do this because this is what we do, right? And and but I've heard you talk about that too because like I've heard you talk about the idea of like if you can do it, like why would you ever stop? And and that makes a hundred percent sense unless the last time you did it, you you had like such a goal. You me, I had such a goal. It was like to do this, and then I'm gonna do this, and then my life will be like this, and then it was just. It just ruined the art part of it. So I was so disgusted with making music that <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm not doing this. Yeah. Fuck this. Like, that's, I don't want to have any part of this shit. That's that's the beauty of growing up, like, where, like, Joe or, like, Langan did, like, where we're such fans of, like, like bands that make no money and play. Like, <laughs> right. we're, like we don't have that, like, that view. And, uh, you know, if you would have listened to more uh, in uh, underground hip-hop artists, like, maybe... Uh, <laughs> Maybe you would listen to more underground hip hop artists. I would have been one. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) I would have been touring for a living. Now, whether or not that would have been a good thing is another conversation. I mean, I have no regrets, but for sure, like that was just where my mind was all fucked up. But um, what you said earlier about like, how does it feel? It was a total bug out because back in the days, you know, you put out music and then, you know, you couldn't just ask your friend like, hey, have you heard it? Because how would they hear yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Unless you physically handed them yeah. the CD, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So it was totally insane. Where people were like texting me, and I was like, "Oh, you've heard it?" And then I was yeah. like, "Oh, wait, everybody." Can hear yeah, it. yeah. That's uh, that's that. you know the pros and cons to everything. You know when you want to talk about the business side of it. Yeah. Like, goddamn! If you could text someone your discography in two seconds and they could listen to it, it's like it's it was super cool. fun. I mean, like I, you know, I know exactly where I was. Like, you know. 1157 the night before it dropped at 12 you know what i mean like that it was it was awesome it was like a whole brand new thing and then um you know i was like all right cool now it's out and then that's it and then you know again like i said i'm I'm working on another one that i'm hoping to put out by the end of the year um but then like i don't know if that's it or i'm done again i mean i know it doesn't even matter once again it's just like whenever you get that itch like it's just you go on and like whenever you hear like there's no reason for someone to send you a beat and you'd be like oh okay but i'm done it's like if someone sends you a beat then it's like oh let's just record the song 
why you could release a single like who get who cares like if, if something right. hits you that hard you know so uh yeah man looking forward to it uh hopefully your your kids finally think you're cool you know <laughs> i'm cool all right good <laughs> making sure if my dad if my dad put out music now nah, i'd just be like nah i'm just not fucking with this <laughs> my dad would definitely play terrible music though shout out to him <laughs> he never had good taste in music um joe uh before we start i i know you you played a a fun show over at knockdown center which is like you know is like a a zillion capacity uh you played with the the new kings of uh long island pain of truth shout out to michael smith and uh the whole smith brothers clan uh regulate outburst uh son sick Sick. of it all and uh life of agony so how was that yeah <clears throat> that was a great show. Um, our first, my first time ever being at the Knockdown Center for anything. That's, that's a part of Queens. I grew up in Queens, um, born and raised. But that part of Maspeth, kind of Ridgewoody area, it's sort of like the armpit that I never really went near. My whole, <clears throat> my whole life there. So they put a venue up there that seats like you know, or it doesn't seat. It fills three hundred, three thousand people. A pretty big place. <clears throat> and uh, first time seeing Life of Agony like in person. Uh, you know, old friends were sick of it all. Um, that was nice. And then those two bands you mentioned, Regulate and uh, Pain of Truth, they are serious problems, man. So if you guys are listening or do you happen to know those dudes, especially um, Pain of Truth, they went um, right on before Sick of It All. They they both bring it, Regulate and Pain of Truth. So <clears throat> it's nice to see the new generation, like, you know, getting ready to to keep it moving while, you know, bands like sick of it all and, and life of agony is celebrating 30 years. And we we're in the veteran group of that, but that was a lot of fun, you know, um, Very it was cool. a good time. Yeah. 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 Um, nice. it's, it's fun to see pain of truth, get, you know, get their Freddie Madball feature. Uh, those kids, <laughs> those kids are really doing it. I mean, I say kids, but you know, obviously, you know, I, they're around the 28, 29, 30 yeah. range, yeah. but, uh, man, they're killing it right now. And, uh, those that they come from a, a good family, uh, Mike and his brother. So like those guys a lot. Um, yeah, cool. So uh, today's episode originated basically because uh, Howie Abrams, shout out to him, uh, posted a list, um, you know, to celebrate uh, 50 years of hip hop. I filled it out. It, You know, the, I filled it out just kind of like no thinking because it's like that's how you got to fill out these things because it's mm-hmm. impossible it's impossible to like fill out any of these things. So um, I thought it'd be fun to kind of just uh, go through everyone's list, you know, starting with the first question. And, and uh, you know, we could all read shit online, but, you know, with with podcast or conversations, you, you could give a little context to your picks instead of, you know, just the one word thing. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Josh, the yes, first sir. thing at the very top is uh, greatest rapper of all time. So who do you have? Crime Apple. <laughs> <laughs> He's listening, so watch out. No, you'll be, you'll you'll be on his mailing list soon. I know. No disrespect to Crime Apple. I love you, bro. Um, I have Jay Z, man. I know it's like the most like pop answer of all time, but he's my favorite, man. He's the greatest. What's the best album? For me, it's reasonable doubt, but there are some some sleepers. Um, you know, uh, Blueprint is fantastic. Um, I really like American Gangster, which is not usually listed uh, in people's you know top Jay Z albums. But if you really listen to it, that album is amazing. I love the production on that. 
It's crazy, man. It's like basically I, I feel like it almost gave him a chance to justify going back to like the reasonable doubt Jay-Z. So like yeah. he gets to talk about like being a gangster yeah. when he's worth a billion dollars. So that's like the farthest <laughs> thing from the truth. Um, so like he was like, no, I'm uh, I'm doing it as uh, Frank Lucas from American Gangster. We were like, sure, man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know, but either way, it was it was awesome. I love that album. Very cool. Um, and if if you could basically pick one song from his category, I mean, from from his catalog uh, for someone that's maybe never listened to Jay-Z, like like what's one song that you'd be like, this this is like the, a song that encompasses him? Wow. Um, I'm going to have to go with something off of Reasonable Doubt. I'm trying to think off my head. Um, I'll go with Devils. The Evils. Wow. I say Devils. <laughs> <laughs> It does look like devils, but a D apostrophe evils. Depostrophe. <laughs> yeah, the evils is pretty great. I, I, honestly, I can't even pick one song off a of reasonable doubt. I would say uh, you could skip "Ain't No N Word," but uh, otherwise, oh, yeah, everything yeah, yeah. else on there, right? Yeah, everything else on there is like really where he he crossed over. Like he had kind of the right amount of insight on that world. To a point where it was like a more vividly painted movie than just kind of like the regular old repetitive drug rap, you know. And then you can kind of see where his where his life went after that, or just kind of how his brain changed. And, and I thought it was pretty awesome. Cool, uh, Langan. Who do you have as greatest rapper of all time? Um, I went with Rakim, which you see on a lot of these lists, just because. You know, like when I think about him, and I probably said this before, but like, like you know, like guitar, right? The guitar always existed. Les Paul did things with the guitar, whatever. And then Jimi Hendrix came along and was like, you can do a whole, this a whole different way. You know what I mean? And for Rakim, whenever, you know, my name is, but, but, but you know what I mean? That old fucking lingo that they used I, to use i feel like you're throwing darts at the beastie boys right now i don't know you want to confirm no, well that shit is uh, it has its <laughs> place and stuff but then somebody comes along and puts these double entendres and wordplay that nobody was fucking doing it and it just changed the game forever yeah you know? I, I think it's hard to, to he's just impossible I've, to fuck with so yeah for sure I, he's definitely like an eddie van halen like you know where yeah. you, you're like oh my god you're like all right, I guess you could do that. And then from there, people really ran with that for sure. Uh, yeah, and just, I mean, I can't imagine if I was, you know, I didn't get it till hip-hop later in life and stuff, so I didn't know a lot of fucking shit as it was happening, you know, but uh, I can't imagine with you if you were ahead back then and you were listening to things the way they were and then this cat comes out and just must have been fucking mind-blowing, you know? Yeah. Uh, cool. So, Joe, greatest rapper of all time. So I'm going to follow off of Langan's pick because <clears throat> there's a reason why everyone says Rakim, you know, a certain age group. Um, I'm going Rakim because of his, his impact. And just like he was saying, um, <clears throat> there was the whole like, yes, yes, all. And then he comes in Rakim with his wordplay and just like, what the hell is this dude doing? Yeah. You know, the impact of like, you know, and I, I don't really remember the first single that really officially dropped, but like around the time when he, when before paid in full was like in stores, you heard like Eric B is president <clears throat> and kids in my high school were just like, you know, make him clap to this. And, you know, 
thought I was a donut. You tried to the quotables on that guy. You thought I was a donut. You tried to glaze me like, yeah, who's saying stuff like that? You know, yeah, very yeah. clever, you know? Um, so yeah, I have to go with rock him. I know it's a, it's trendy, but it's trendy for a reason. It's not like, you know, there's no merit behind it. The guy is like literally, and he, if you think about his longevity, it's, it's yeah. been uneven, you know, but his, mm. but his reputation, you know, he gets used for guest spots, you know, Dre supposedly did an album with him and, you know, he did a thing with the truth hurts, like, you know, in well into the 20 years after he started um, and people who are much younger still acknowledge him as one of the all time greats, you know? So especially with this uh, 50th birthday celebration, you know, he's getting his flowers. Yeah. Deservedly so. And you know? I just, I just saw him on the um, biz marquee uh, mass appeal documentary on Showtime. Because he, you know, he, he was sitting in the wine dance classroom, which is like a, a town over from where I live. And I was like, oh, yeah, I totally forgot that like, he's from a town over. So shout out to him. Yeah. Uh, um. So the, the next question makes sense, you know, because the greatest or what we consider greatest is one thing. But your favorite doesn't necessarily mean he has to be or she has to be the greatest. Uh, so, Josh, favorite rapper. Well, Sam, what was your greatest? Oh, you me. Say? <laughs> I I was getting too into hosting. I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was on my Bob Barker shit, man. Yo, shout out to him right now. Um yeah. so for R. me P. for me it's 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 uh it's Biggie. You know, it's hard to really th- this one was hard because I'm thinking like greatest, you know, you have wordsmiths that, you know, I could have gone with Rock Him, but like I'm a little bit younger and like he meant a lot, but you know, when you hear Biggie and like the shit he says and the stuff he wrote for other people, it's it's as good as you could be, as coherent as you could be, because he could be Aesop Rock or like any of these like other like underground like rapidy rapidies, as ja- Josh would say. <laughs> and that's you. that's cool. But like there's something about being so like intelligible to like the masses that really you're like, oh, you're you appeal to like, you know, like the shooters, the fucking teens, the everyone in between. And then the stories, you know, like you hear just the verse on victory is just like I, I don't rap, but like I could go, you know, in the commission, you ask for permission to hit them. Like, yeah, like that shit, like kidding me, I kick a few flows so I could pick a few hoes and, I, you know, rhyme a few bars so I could buy a few cars like, yeah, very good. But nothing like that's like so complex, you know, mm. so I think when it comes to greats, I, I had to go with him. And it's it's weird because he doesn't have that big of a body work, technically three albums and, and a bunch of, you know, random tracks and stuff. But I, I got to go with Biggie, especially from like, I guess, my generation. So, uh, Josh, what would be your favorite rapper? It's still Z. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know, for me, it's like I, I was just sitting here thinking about how, you know, greatest is like debatable, whereas favorite is not debatable. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of sure. wasn't really thinking about that. Um, I'm not mad at the biggie thing, too. Um, but, you know, again, for me, it's different because I, you know, I started writing raps and I was like, I guess technically eight but really 12 so like that was you know 1989 so basically starting in 1989 i started thinking about the way rap verses are constructed and what 
you know, um, like words are chosen and cadences and things like that and literally have never stopped. So for me, listening to rappers and judging them based on good or not is more of a technical thing, which is a gift and a curse, obviously, because it would be great if I could just like listen, you know, like a normal person, but I can't. So like for me, um, you know, it just, it just takes another level of something that is not necessarily important to someone who doesn't listen to it like me. And again, I'm not saying the way that I listen to it is the right way. I'm just saying it's the way that I listen to it. So that's why, you know, somebody might love an artist and I go like, yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> like perfect example, like yesterday, total sidebar and I won't go down a rabbit hole. But yesterday um, I saw that there was a new Rock Marciano album, right? I don't really know much about Rock Marciano other than everybody says that he's kind of the father of that. Yeah, sound. Yeah, which is like you know Griselda and Bronson yeah. and like all those people. Which, as of late, I've been listening to not listening to like regularly, but checking out more than I once did because before I used to just write that off and say like, all right, these aren't good songs. But now I go like, well, these people care about lyrics, so let me listen to this. And I have to say like, I can't say anything bad about Rock Marciano's pen. He can really, really rap. And Boldy James, he can really, really rap. Lost you. Where are you? It's, it, you am I here? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their songs, they just don't really make songs. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's basically like. I can't get into Boldy. It's like spoken word. It's like yeah. gangster spoken word. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, you know yeah. I mean? yeah, yeah. And it's like, all right, cool. You know, I, I can't say that there's not a um, an, you know ears for that, but I just think totality wise i need both yeah and that's why jay-z is my guy because he's both which is what kind Rats, of what i said was what songs. i yeah it's what i said about biggie like where you have for both, sure both of that stuff um you know and and i i remember i jokingly compared it you know i would always compare aesop rock from like the def jux days as like the hip-hop uh dillinger escape plan like if you mm. tell me you don't like him I get it because it's so chaotic that you're like, this is barely rap. I don't know what's right. going on here, you know? So yeah, there, there is that thing where you hear, you know, once you take away like those like beatless drum uh, beats where you just yeah. like, it, it's like a flute or some shit. I get, <laughs> I get that. I we're tried with that shit, but I'm I, get, I, I but, it's just not my thing. You know? But you know, I like, it's, it's like basically saying you like Sonic youth or certain things where you're like, okay, the guitar is so dirty and ugly and these ba songs are so dissonant that it, it only appeals to a certain ear. But if you're like, oh, I don't like Sonic Youth, I'm like, yeah, I get it. I get it. So that that's basically. I do sure. like the subgenres existing and like pushing things in different directions. Just yeah. it might not be my cup of tea, but I like that people are pushing the boundaries, you know? Uh, yeah. The I, Yesterday I watched this uh, clip on Instagram. I got to send it to everyone. And it, it's like, I never, I, you know, I try not to be, I don't want to be the old guy, but like it said, you know, listening to rap music in the nineties versus today. And it's like the black dude's like driving in his car and he's just he's like, like <laughs> no, no, but he's like, he's like driving and he's like rocking out to like, I forget what yeah. it was. It was like something, it felt like a new Jack swing beat. And, you yeah. know, everyone's like kind of digging it. And then the next track is like today. And it's like, just literally like 
everything that everything that sounds like you know the 808s with the fucking like t- like the the the, the hi hat hits and you're just like what I'm like you're singing what is going on here it's just I like, know it's like yeah. it's like everyone sounds the same and it's it's bizarre but I I, I don't know is it because we're so far removed from that I I don't know I think it's because recording techniques have become it's so easy to mimic what's popular and like things are just done a certain way electronically now in people's bedrooms that it's just when they when a sound gets hot it's just easy to mimic keep replacing or whatever or auto-tune the yeah. vocal it's just there's a lot and that makes everything kind of gen- <laughs> like a little more generic I think Next year, we're going to do top five AI songs, guarantee. <laughs> so, uh, all right, Langan, what's your yeah. favorite rapper? I got to say, too, I had a big L as a runner-up for greatest rapper of all time. And also, with yeah. Short Body of Work, he might be my runner-up for this favorite rapper of all time. But my favorite rapper of all time is uh, Inspector Deck Wow, the Wu-Tang yeah. Clan. I, uh, the second I heard him, he stood out to me. I love all everybody's solo work back in the day. Ghostface, Raekwon, putting out these genius records, but still, Deck was always my favorite because he could just step in a song, give you sixteen, and it would steal the fucking show. Like every time, it was just so consistent. And I just I loved all his features. I even liked the Uncontrolled Substance when it finally came out. They, and they shit. Got and some, I love some bangers. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, no, and uh, Zarface, man, I. I is one of my favorite rap groups right now. So uh, yeah. I just love it. I, he never disappoints me. He's never disappointed me anytime he's on the mic. I love that he got that second, like, wind with Zarface. Well-deserved. Yeah. Because he wasn't getting it <laughs> in Woo. Nah. Sure. So. Nah. Um, Joe, favorite rapper? Okay, well, this is kind of a cop-out because for those folks who are, uh, you know, more of my age range, they know that Heavy 88... D. Heavy D. I just got into a whole thing with uh I saw the, I, that's why I mentioned it. Yeah, heavy I mean don't he Joe's, may not make everyone's Joe's, like you Joe's know, fighting on Twitter. Yeah, I'm 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 a standing for heavy D along with a producer the, a friend of mine who was like got into a beef with somebody who called heavy D basically the East Coast hammer and I'm like No way. Yeah I had to join in yeah. on that. You yeah, know, and I was, was like, fire. no way. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, uh, you know, and, and just to summarize, like my my contribution was like, you, you take the Janet Jackson all right remix with his verse on it, killed it. MC MC Hammer could never, would never, killed it. Even if he got a Ghostwriter, he couldn't do stuff like that. Yeah, he killed um, it. Um, yep. but yeah, like, I just felt like he was getting shortchanged, you know, like as a as an as an MC, you know. Um, but no, heavy heavy, you know, he's in my top ten for like all time contributions. But favorite rapper of all time, you know, it's like a cop out for picking Rakim as the greatest because in 1988 like if you were on the streets in real time you know kane and big daddy kane and rakim were like yeah you know the uh the kobe and and uh you know not kobe and jordan what's a good comparison magic and bird john stockton Mm. (laughs) (laughs) just like the which one do you want i'll take the other one if you don't want you know because you couldn't beat those guys like you know debuts that what they were at their height of like you know when they're just coming up uh, so I say Big Daddy Kane, uh, you know, and Rakim, they're kind of interchangeable, um, almost like a cop out to like what Josh was saying, like, you know, favorite versus greatest, you know, um, Kane could do a lot of things, you know, he could go smooth with like smooth operator and very special. He can get rough with like, you know, the wrath of Kane and raw and like enough respect from juice. 
He could do posse cuts, po- you know. Um, he did R&B featurettes with like Patti LaBelle, feels like another one. Real diversified. And then on top of that, he could he could dance like as good as this two as Scoop and Scrap. You know, he was the total package. Like he was really, really entertaining, you know. And I know he said in interviews that he really focused on being just more than an MC, you know. Um, and it was great. So to, I re- yeah, it was great to just hear, you know, Josh's story attached to Kane. You know, that was one of the things that was just like. Fascinating yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, for you folks who don't, uh, who, you know, who haven't delved into why you'll never be a rapper, which is on Spotify, Josh's audio book. Music, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he's got a Thanks, little uh, kinship with BDK. Um, yeah, we did a song together. So I, by your standards, I have a song with uh, your favorite rapper of all time, which Six Degrees. Yeah, so Six Degrees, right me. there. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I mean, can't, yeah. So greatest is Rakim. Favorite. Is Big Daddy Kane? There's really not much leeway between the two of them. They're both all-time greats to me. Yeah. As you'll, see, you know, a lot of people. And Kane is getting his flowers the last couple of years too, which I really he appreciate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you, you see know. what happened to him in England? This I past did. Week? I saw that this, this guy, this other, this England rapper, and yo, Kane was like, "Yo, I don't. That ain't my problem." Yo. He took his jacket off. He was ready to fight. But um, I actually texted um Kane's DJ is like a good friend of mine. And I texted him to ask if it was real because for a second I thought it was staged and it was totally real, which is kind of scary. Like there was yeah. no security. Like this dude just got up on stage with a ski mask on and was so like, "Davy, Davy, our friend from the show, Davy Bright, uh, knows mm-hmm. the MC. Like I guess he was like a famous like UK MC. He yeah, brought him up. He's like, he's. I mean, obviously said it's a bad look for him for even doing that. But yeah. yeah, like uh and and you know, Kane security did the right thing. They're like, We'll handle it, you fucking stay the fuck away. Because once he yeah. took the jacket off, uh he's like yeah, he was ready to go. I was impressed. Yeah. He's like, That ain't my fucking problem, man. He's like, That yeah. ain't my fucking problem. <laughs> you know, I don't know what he was telling him. So uh cool. Uh so for me, you know, favorite rapper with with a voice, you know, like man, a guru. So those gang star records. Um, you know, once again, nothing really too complex, but when I hear all like the gangster gangstar discography, um, it's just a voice that I just got so used to. And he was just at the head of, of like all, like so many of my favorite songs, you know, and, and a moment in time, just like the Smashing Pumpkins that I bring up, like. It was just all my favorite shit was like Guru, you know, like from that to like the Jazzmatazz records, which I thought were really cool. Uh, so that would be my favorite right there. Uh, all right, moving right along. Uh, favorite current rapper. So th- this will be good. Josh, you can't say yourself. <laughs> can I say Josh? Uh, yeah, yeah. Can, yeah. Oh, thanks, man. The three That's of amazing. Them. That's it. The, the other three of us. Will. I don't know if I'm active. I'm active adjacent. Um, I actually call, I, I couldn't, I couldn't think about what to call my, um, like my label, you know, like it's at the bottom of every, yeah, 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 yeah. So I just put it out and just said like, what's his name for a long time. And, uh, I have a line where I said, went from retired to retired adjacent. So I called it retired adjacent. Yeah. 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 Company. I like that line. Yeah. No, thank you. Um, yeah, I, I would say my favorite current rapper is Kendrick Lamar, uh, just all in. Because, again, for me, it's like a total package thing. And he's just the right, you know, he's the right amount of, like, 
great lyrics and like thoughtful lyrics and crafty lyrics and funny lyrics and also can make songs on a level that if I kept going for 50 years, I don't think that I could do that, to be honest. And that to me is the most impressive because again, like not that I'm like the greatest of all time, even though I say it in all of my songs um, <laughs> in real life. So that was always the thing for me. It's like, I want to listen to something and go, I don't think I could have done that. Mm. That's for me. That's the thing. Yeah. And, and even when I wasn't active, I would still listen to people and go, I haven't written a rap in 15 years. And there is no doubt in my mind that I could do that right now. Yeah. And that to me is like 46 year old man who lives in the suburbs. Like I should not be a better rapper than anyone. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I don't even, my head is not even in the right space to be better than anyone. So if I hear someone and instantly I go, Nope, I'm better than that. Then yeah. to me, they're, they're just not that good. So, and that could just be the, you know, maybe the lyrics are better than what I can come up with or more relevant or whatever, but they can't make songs. And I'm just like, why does everyone like this? So anyway, the point is Kendrick, I think is um, exceptional. Exceptional. Yeah. The, yeah. I mean, you know, as, as a musician, you know, I mean, I, I never feel like, oh, I can't do that, but like I get the competition. Like whenever ever someone local, kind of sounds like us in some way they put out something really good i'm like i gotta get back in there asap i just pick up the yeah. guitar i just feel it i'm like oh i got, I got you know and it's just and that's, that's good though you know anything yeah. that helps you to like you know produce yeah. art yeah because awesome. it's like oh my god that's so good like i got i gotta like you know i love that and right now long island is long island's killing it with the, all the young kids so you know uh, you're good uh you know you're like currently good when when and this is now this is like a little while back but car when Taylor Swift tabs you to do a guest verse, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. on uh, Bad Blood and, uh, and yeah. to expose you to like her little, yeah, you know, fan base, Army. you know. Little, I, you little. know what, though? <laughs> through that, though, with uh, she has a song with Ice Spice. So maybe not. No. <laughs> I, I only know her by name, so I don't really know Ice Spice, but I think she's pretty big, All I guess. Fine. So yeah. uh, unfortunately, yeah, I've never Ken heard her either. Kendrick will never get that Jimmy Buffett feature. So once uh, again, you know, we'll move on. Um, a Langan favorite current rapper. This was tough. I didn't have like a standout answer to this. So just thinking about some younger guys that I kind of fuck with and also current, there's still like older guys making tunes, but I'm like, I guess they mean of like a, another generation. So I, I had Hus Kingpin, uh, Graph and Rome Streets pretty much came to mind right away. Yeah. But I think a lot of too, a lot of the the other the acts that are coming up, I, I really the productions was pulling me in before the lyrics, whereas maybe I listened to it a different way younger. But uh but I love what Hus Kingpin's doing with like pulling Portis head tracks to reimagine those or tricky and a hip hop adjacent bands and stuff that uh Bjork like things that they could take and twist and package and cut. He's got like covers albums and stuff, you know, where they're taking just straight old beats and stuff. I just like what he's doing with that shit. Yeah, that stuff's great. You know, it, it appeals to the to the people that ride both sides of the of the fence, you know, where it's like mm -hmm. we, we like Bjork and we like hip hop and they, they mix it together. So, yeah, he's doing a lot of yeah. cool stuff. And Long Island represent. So. Yep. Uh, okay. Joe, current favorite rapper. 
Uh, yeah, I was going to say, you know, it's interchangeable. Like, like if, if I chose one over the other, but Kendrick was going to be one of my uh, finalists for the thing, for the, you know, the, the, the items that Josh mentioned. Um, you know, my standout track to me was when he dropped, uh, you know, all right, well, we're going to be all right. Like who's flowing like that, you know, at, you know, at that point in time, everyone's just, you know, all the littles and the, uh, 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 and he's just going out there, like giving you like ticker tape out of his mouth. It's like amazing. He's going to you know? be all right. Yeah. Can you hear me? Can you feel me? <laughs> well, yeah. You know, it's good stuff and I'm very rhythmic and stuff. But um, since since Josh picked Kendrick, I'm going to go with my uh, the other choice was uh, was J Cole. Um, you know, he's he's a lot of the elements that Josh said. He's thoughtful. He can he can get smooth. He can um, he can go after you. Um, and he's a fellow alumni of St. John's University. Um, and he's from North Carolina. And he's, yes, correct. That's right. So I don't know how he wound up not going to Duke or Chapel Hill. He winds up going to, to like go a, to New York, you know? Yeah, yeah. Where so the he, music and, was. And so he does actually come back and, and pay the basketball team some love and, and hang out on campus. So it's props to Jake Cole for that also. But uh, yeah, as far as a current rapper, because the, one of the other questions we're going to run into is favorite rapper under 30. Mm. So I went. I just did some Wikipedia to see how old some of these guys are, and I didn't realize I, that yeah. you know Jay Cole's not. He can't. He can't fit in that category because he's over thirty. So I got somebody else for that. But currently, yeah, my, yeah he's one of my guys. My first pick, like somebody's like he's thirty six. I was like, he is. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> so I have, uh, you know, my I have a disconnect with Kendrick. You know, I think he's like he's one of those people that's like super talented. I just kind of like hate a lot of his production. But it's just, man, so on the last record, he has that song where he's, it's like an argument with his girl. I was like, wow, that's heavy. Like, that's a That's Alchemist, by the way. Is it? Yeah. On that song? That's Alchemist beat right there. Yeah, then that makes sense why I like it. A lot lot of (laughs) the stuff, like, I feel like his voice reminds me of Bahamadia. It's like so like, (laughs) it's so, it's so like low in the mix and like, it doesn't really pierce through and he, what he's saying is good. It's just, it's, I, I don't know. I could never really understand everything. I would prefer Jay Cole me personally. Um, I feel like he's definitely amazing. And I never knew anything about him. And then one day I listened to him. I'm like, Oh, I'm like, okay. Yeah. Every, cause I thought he was like a young kid. And when you right. hear him, you're like, Oh yeah, this guy's like really fucking good. <laughs> uh, yeah. But my current favorite rapper, of course, is crime apple. You know, I could have picked Nems. But Nems kind of loses me on occasional projects, aside from Gorilla Monsoon, where which was a one hundred percent solid. Like Crime, Bing Bong. Uh, yeah, that was on Congo. <laughs> oh, you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love Bing Bong, but I I don't watch basketball, so I, like I have no no connection to it. Uh, I do love Double Dribble though, so that uh, you know, shout out to that. But Crime Apple is a you know rapper from from Jersey of of Colombian descent, which is what I am, minus the Jersey part. So there's a connection with his like Spanish dialect, which is so familiar when I hear it. So it hits double what, you know, in, in two sections. Um, and it's just his like fucking bars are just like, I'm listening to him, like talk about everything from like John Lovitz. Like he just throws in where action Bronson would do the same thing. Like he, it was like watching like a TV you know, with like all these like pop culture references and I feel crime apple does the same. So like, if you could tie like basically my childhood together, 
with the you know the, the raps and and uh you know he he went from doing stuff with like big ghosts with the big drums and like those beats and stuff that's what i sent josh uh that song that you thought was at least decent but then he's also done stuff with mugs which is like more of like the beat list stuff uh so he goes between those two but goddamn he's just when it comes to like lyricism uh him and like your old droog but i think i think crime apple has him you know drew drew is amazing too but uh crime apple's my my current favorite uh so i know uh Josh knows so we've had this co- this conversation. <laughs> Yo, I fucking send this guy some songs and he's <laughs> right in the thread and he's just like, ah, he's like, I can write this. <laughs> I, I can write this like, in like 20 cool. minutes. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, man. I'm I'm sorry. It's it's a, I, I'm cursed, man. Like I, I listen to stuff and I can tell by people's word choices how fast they wrote it. Yeah. Because I know what what the first words you come up with. It's like if a rapper says good. I go, please don't say hood. Please don't say hood. Please don't say hood. You know what I mean? And then it's like yeah. something, something in the hood. I'm like, oh, come on, man. Like everybody says like 50 Cent says good and hood like yeah. probably five times on his debut album. It's mm-hmm. just like take like a little bit more time, you know, it'll be well, so much better. I promise. Listen, if Crime Apple's listening, I hope you take Josh's advice on this for the next record. Now, Crime Apple's doing just fine. He doesn't need my advice. <laughs> I'm just saying for my personal taste. Um. All right. So let's do fee- uh, favorite female rapper, Josh. Lauren Hill. Mm, good it's, one. It's like yeah. I died in 1999 and that was it. Like I got locked up and never heard music again. Um, but yeah, no one ever made an impact on me like Lauren did. Like she was the first. Yeah. She was like the the first female rapper where I was like, I don't think about the word female in front of it. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and I really don't mean to sound like like that. But everyone else, I just kind of feel like it's not the same thing because the essence of rap is almost like a bunch of dudes sitting around talking shit. So, like, where does a woman fit into that conversation? It's like a woman comes in the room and then she starts to talk like the guys. And it's like, I don't know about this. Like, this is a little aggressive. It's like, so how does a woman navigate that? You know, I didn't make the rules. That's just what it is. So that's what I find. It's like a lot of, you know, today's female rappers are obviously, like, very sex-driven and, like, you know, all that other stuff. And I'm just like, come on, man. Like, I can't listen to this. So her hers was just like, she was like a rapper's rapper. And um, yeah, I, I don't think anybody ha- has ever done what she did. Yeah, amazing. I, you know, when you write this stuff out, I, I didn't really give it much thought. I just went quick. And you yeah. saying that, I'm like, oh yeah. Like when you hear the Fuji Law verse, like the, the verse on Fuji just alone, you're like, God damn, like you smoked everyone on that fucking song. Nah, she's good. And there was never a question of whether or not she was writing it. You know what I mean? Whereas everybody else is like, I'm not sure if she actually wrote that, you know, yeah. Foxy Brown, Little Kim, you know, like she scraped off some words for pros. Right. No. <laughs> she's like, say this. So uh shout out to my boy Jamie Siegel, who made our last record. Uh, back to the show. He worked on Miseducation. Wow. wow. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, a good credit. Len- uh, he's got he's got a bunch of them. <laughs> Langan, yeah. Uh, favorite female uh, rapper. Yeah, I did this like Sam real quick and stuff. But Lauren Hill, that was a good call. And uh, I went with uh, Shay Noir out of Buffalo. I, I I really dig what she's doing. She's putting out good work. Uh, she can hang with any fella 
Um, I like her voice, her delivery, her, her wordplay. Um, also, I have to shout out L- little Kim was really, you know, groundbreaking too in the history of female. I mean, she had a lot of babies. There's a lot of people running around, you know, out there, the Nicki Minaj's or whatever that completely influenced by if there was no little Kim, forget about it. So her impact can't be denied. But I, I like Shay Noir. Yeah, good one. Uh, Joe, favorite. I'm going to go with the uh, the MC Light. Um, you know, she makes a lot of people's lists for, obviously, for female, all-time female rappers. Uh, you know, back then, there was Salt and Pepper and Latifah and Moni Lover around the same same scene, you know, Miss Melody, uh, when it wasn't just a, you know, a boys game anymore, you know, girls could play. And so I, I like that light was, um, she started out as like, you know, basic rapper singing about, you know, 10% this, and then she evolved and she could do all of a sudden she's doing like, you know, uh, songs with like R and B tracks. Like she was sampling poor Georgie for like, you know, uh, uh, George, <laughs> poor Georgie for Georgie, Porgy from Toto or like eyes of the soul. Then she went, hard with roughneck and you know she worked with bad boy for a little bit there like her whole like from the start to like maybe the mid 90s she had a a really pretty long sweet spot for me as far as like you know um consistency and and she's got that delivery like she's always like talking to you like she's like she could be your pal but she's also telling you a story and you know i liked her flow so uh you know light is uh and she's got one of the best verses on uh stop the stop the violence self-destruction yeah one of my favorites oh yeah Hello, uh, Fresh wrote that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so he's yeah. he's got he's got new music coming out. Uh, my friend George sent me a track. Uh, Q- so Q-Tip did his whole record, and he sent me one of his new songs, and I was like, "Wow, that's fucking really good!" Like the production sounded oh, yeah. very good. Yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, a special shout out to sorry, I just want to say, um, rest in peace. And she wasn't as bad as she was pretty decent, at, or, you know, for a pop rapper. But uh, Lisa Left Eye Lopez, I also liked her work. Oh yeah. Um, you know, she was from this like R and B group, so you figure she's like a joke. But you know, there were some spots where she could pretty she could spit pretty well. You know. Yeah. Uh, shout out to that house that didn't stand the chance. <laughs> but um, there's also uh Netflix. I didn't get a chance to watch it. There's a female MC documentary, a few episodes that I didn't get a, a chance to watch. It's up on Netflix. Uh, Queen Latifah and a whole bunch of people on there, which very cool. Um. So my favorite, um, I just liked, I went with Flo, uh, Foxy Brown, everything she was on back then. Like I was like, you know, whenever she would do stuff with, uh, little Kim and, uh, I don't know, there was just something about her, you know, the, the song Josh hates from reasonable doubt, you know, <laughs> for sure. Uh, and very attractive. I, I, I might say that's for sure. Uh, but I also wanted to shout out Rhapsody and Shay Noir as well. Rhapsody right now Rhapsody is crushing yep. it. But the Che Noir Apollo Brown records, like, man, mm. like, really, like, those are, like, the like they're, when you want to talk about Lauryn Hill lineage, Che Noir and Rhapsody are definitely on that lineage where you don't think, it's not like they're, you know, hey, shout out to Megan Thee Stallion, too. I like shit like that, too. But when you want MC shit, Che and Rhapsody right now are fucking crushing it, so. Just want to interject about Foxy uh, and something that Josh mentioned for "Ain't No N Word." Um, <laughs> Foxy Brown is not Filipino. She's not even half Filipino. Oh no! Really? No. 
Oh, you want Filipino rappers? Try Saweetie because she actually is. Oh right, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I think I think Jay just needed a word to rhyme with Machino, so he threw that in there. Um, but she's not. She's about as Filipino as I am Irish. So. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying she's Irish? Got it. All right. Uh, all right. Here we go. Josh, favorite rap group. Um, that's a good question. I should pull up my list. The favorite rap group is a tribe called Quest. Uh, for me, they just um made the most consistent like uh, m- music that still holds up to this day. That's that's as simply as I can put it. Um, Midnight Marauders is still top two rap albums of all time for me, and um, I don't know. For me, that that was just hip hop personified. Yeah, Langan favorite rap group. I'll keep it quick. Uh, Tribe Called Quest also. Gangstar runner-up, but Tribe Called Quest. They're, they're I, I, albums. I, I got Tribe too. Uh, Joe, do you have Tribe by any chance? I have Tribe somewhere else, but, oh, uh, yeah. but not forever. <laughs> okay, yeah. All right, so Lang, go ahead. No, just real quick. I mean, this, their albums were very much a blueprint of me growing up and how much I listened to them and stuff. And, and I love the jazz. The jazz production is really – that's my wheelhouse. Yeah. Especially when I was first getting into hip hop. So it, it was easy one for me. So I'm, I'm going to go with them real quick. So I'm going to say tribe to um, tough, but I, I didn't want to think about it too much. You know, uh, exactly. I, just, I just remember hearing bugging out for the first time. And it felt mm-hmm. like it felt like, I don't know, just when the bass drops and then the hi hats kick in. It was fucking like, wow. And then you hear the drums on like we got the jazz and of course scenario. And then everything from the first record, Steve Biko from like a Midnight Marat, like you know, the last and two the voices of Tip and Fife just yeah. were so different in their styles. It was a real nice parody, you know. It's like you know the Love Movement and uh, uh, Beach Rhymes in Life like were good, but mm-hmm. goddamn those first three records, wow, like that's like. When you find like a time capsule and you want to give somebody hip hop DNA, can't really beat like that's, you know, you could put those three records in a museum and be like, oh, this is like, this is hip hop music 100%. So, uh, and uh, extra shout out to nonfiction, which was the flip side of that, which was more of like the underground stuff, uh, nonfiction when they came out, uh, you know, in, in the city in like the middle 90s to like the early 2000s. Uh, they were very big in my life. Like they were like, they were like the flip side to like everything that was popular. They they just cut out their own thing. Shout out to Gore, friend of the show. But nonfiction was a very 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 big group in my life. So, uh, Joe, favorite rapper. So I'm the outlier, but I mean I can't really disagree with anything anybody has said here about Tribe. Uh, that first three album run you mentioned, you know. It's it's one of the best three album runs in, of any hip hop artist in the last yeah. fifty years, you know, especially if you were there in real time when it dropped. But um, yeah. I'm going with their Queens neighbors, uh, Run DMC, uh, from not not that far up the road in Hollis, Queens, uh, for the impact and their first three album run, which meant a lot to me as like a, you know teenager just learning about rap in the beginning to all the way up to like maybe. When Raising Hell just kicked the doors down for everybody, you know, and they were on MTV and that opened the door for a lot of, you know, the the, the rappers to, to walk through. 
Um, and, you know, just picture me being like a high school sophomore and, and hearing Daryl Mack saying, you know, I go to St. John's University. That may have that may have influenced my SAT choices to go because <laughs> I did wind up going to St. John's. It was like a like a badge of honor, you know. Um, and then, you know, Crush Groove and then Tougher Than Leather. And, you know, they did the tour with the Beasties. And for a while there, they were they were it. They were the pinnacle. They were, and, yeah. um you know, I can't, I can't ever forget that kind of like as influence and, and, and who, who opened your eyes to, to rap <clears throat> for someone my age, it was, it was definitely run DMC and I still rock with their stuff today. So. Very cool. Um, all right. Just real quick, Josh, you have a 1030 hard out, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So we we'll, we'll just, we're going to flip through moving. these real quick. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. favorite rap collective, Josh, this was, this was an, yeah, this was an interesting question. Because right. I got like, Wu-Tang also. So do yeah. I. Because it, 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 so you could argue and say, you know, like, hey, we mean like, you know, TDE or like right. you know, native tongues. But I mean, Wu-Tang is like 10, like, you know, they branched off so much shit. Yeah. So, they so- might have came, came out as a group, but really, I mean, you look at how many, you know, the first two albums they put out as a group, very you know great impact whatever but as solo artists they've done way more and spread out and shit so i had to go with them as a collective instead of a group but then they're impossible to fuck with how many good mcs can you have in one fucking (laughs) yeah and you and you got (laughs) (laughs) now 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 i agree now he's never coming on the show. <laughs> the one guy we might have been able. To yeah, know. you know what? The one guy that was in. I'm just playing. I bought your book and read it. I loved it. I love the documentary too. So shout out to him. Um, anything you want to add, Josh? I mean, I I think it speaks for itself. I almost feel like the the question was kind of like set up for the answer. Wu Tang, you know, like this was one of the ones where I didn't really have to think about it that hard. Because again, I, I thought about what you thought about, and I was like, "Well, I, mean, I guess they're talking about like crews, mm. but is a crew a collective? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like maybe they're different. So I, I, I think Wu Tang's the answer, but yeah, for sure. What did you have, Joe? Uh, well, Wu Tang, I knew that at least two of us. Now it's three of us. We're gonna say Wu Tang. So I didn't feel like I could add anything more than what was said already. They're like the perfect Voltron of rap. Like they come together then they split apart and then they come back together. But um, I'm just going to give an honorable mention also to, to the native tongues, which I think uh, Langan mentioned because like, you know, for a little period of time there, you had tribe, you had jungle brothers, De La Soul, Queen Latifah, Moni Love, Black Sheep, you know, yeah, all doing solo work and then posse cuts and some of the greatest posse cuts, uh, you know, you, you can have um, as a as a collective. Um, so I just think they deserve to be mentioned uh, because I knew Wu Tang was going to be almost a clean sweep. <laughs> uh, I got to say though, honor, when they form like Voltron, yeah. now it's not as good. It's not a good Voltron. <laughs> they're, they're better. They're better. <laughs> honorable oh, solo. Honorable mention <laughs> to, to Odd Future. They they were a good collective. Mm-hmm. You know, those kids all went on to do. I mean, like fucking, you know, even acting. Like the dude, you know, Jasper, Lionel. Jasper, and fucking uh, Dave, J- Jackass, and no Taco, and 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 Dave, yeah, right, right. just amazing. And stuff. Lionel, Lionel, who's their boy, is in the Bear. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Wow. He's like, well, he's like, he works in the same kitchen with like the main characters. And Tyler is still doing his thing. Uh, shout out to uh, Lucas. Shout out to Lucas Vachetti, who wears an outburst shirt on the internet. 
Oh, <laughs> so, yeah, nice. pretty cool. Hell yeah, that, that is pretty cool. Um, all right, so a favorite rapper under thirty, Josh. So I had to Google um, because no one's under thirty anymore. <laughs> and, uh, I'll be honest with you; I don't like any rappers under thirty. Um, I, I believe you. No, I, I really don't, and I tried. Um, so the closest I could get was Tyler, who's thirty-two. Uh, which to an old yeah. man like me is under thirty. I don't know. Yo, um, Tyler's really thirty-two. Wow, that's wow. I thought he was yeah. younger. We think well, everybody's I mean, you know, younger because we're right. fucking. Well, really everyone old. is younger. And that's what happens. <laughs> yeah, it's, but, technic- uh, technically, he is a lot younger. You're right. Yeah, yeah. I I couldn't come up with one. I saw Joey Badass is twenty-nine, but like. Yeah, that's you know, my like, that's my pick. I that's forgot my, yeah. this question, and I'm gonna save Joey Badass. Yeah, that's right my now, pick. I so to do this. So me and Joe, <laughs> me and Joey Badass. I mean, me and Langan have Joey Badass. Yo, let me tell you this: you're fucking up, Josh. Nineteen last album was all right. No, I'm talking about like the the early shit. I heard, I heard a song like on on fucking like just I feel like it was MTV or something. That ended up on 1999, and I was like, "Yo, what the fuck is this?" It sounded like a song I missed from the 90s. Yeah. And then I listened to the whole record, and I'm like, "Yo, this is like unbelievable." Like 1999. Yeah, I mean, it's it's promoted as a mixtape, but it's one of the greatest hip hop mixtapes, or al- I'm just gonna say album that I've ever heard. Like, it's, it's really good. Fucking unbelievable. Summer yeah, I kind of know what it is, you know. I know, I know, like the premise of it. Like, I heard a couple songs, and it just kind of sounded like, you know, Shaheem the Rugged Child or something. Uh, but uh, uh, I don't know. I'll go. I'll give it a second. Yeah, yeah. Know. No, it's so good. And Summer Nights, the the record after, uh, and then he put out his debut, which was uh before before the money. So, uh, that had premiere on it. Man, once again, just killer. Those for like. Everything he's done, it's just later on, he's put out records that kind of, you know, it's like a little bit more mature. I think he definitely did not like when people said, oh, you're like a 90s revivalist type thing, because he just repelled against that. He's like, nah. And then he went like completely on purpose to a different side of the planet but i think he's comfortable doing what he's doing now which is like a mixture of like he'll do some boom bap stuff but then he'll do like more current stuff but Mm -hmm. uh man those first three like just fucking what's killer sorry what was the what's that group did you send me there's a group a new group coming out what was it oh no loaf music right is that what you're thinking they're like that no loaf like 90s revisionist yeah man i feel like you sent me the link Oh, oh you're, 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 no, no, you're thinking of the same olds. Yeah. The same olds. I like to see what those kids end yeah, up this, doing, but yeah, they're, they're very, yeah. Coast Contra is good too. Razzcat. They're embracing the, the revivalist kind of oh. thing. You know what I mean? So, so Joe, like, what do you have for under 30? Uh, well, my rapper will always be under 30 because it's Juice World <laughs> who oh. passed away. You know, he's a, but he's a kid, 21, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he had some really catchy stuff uh, that even broke, you know, breached the pop top 40 radio, which mm-hmm. is where at the time he came out, I was listening to a lot of stuff that, you know, present day. Oh, that was present at the time. And his stuff just really stuck out to me because, uh, you know, 
he could write melodies and like put them in with his rapping, you know, his rapping style. Um, and so it was just really, it was a bummer when he died unexpectedly, you know, I think he, the kid was destined for great things, you know? Um, but one of the other ones I mentioned, I just dropped my kid off the other, the other week at uh, Earl sweatshirt concert in Brooklyn mm, steel. Yeah. So, um, so as I was driving and he was playing some stuff for me and I'm like, that, that guy, that kid's really good. And he's 29. So he is good. Yeah. yeah that's an odd future guy. You know, I wish his projects, he kind of lost me. You know, the thing with Earl, weird. He's it's almost like extra arty. Like he just doesn't care. The, <laughs> the record Doris hit me a lot harder. And that was like probably like 10 years ago now. But man, sometimes he puts out records with like Alchemist. And I'm like, are you purposely making pretend you're <laughs> you're sleeping while you rap? Like, I'm like, you're losing me and I want to love your shit. But um, favorite storyteller, Josh. Biggie. Yeah, me too. For sure. His um yeah, I'm trying to think of like uh all all I mean again, it's it's so weird to to talk about somebody who has two albums as if they're like, you know, just Jimi Hendrix. You know what I'm saying? Like it's so odd, but he was just that good to me. And I think it was just the warning. Especially for our age group. Like you, know, you hear like you hear the warning. The, yeah. You hear the warning and you're just like following this story, you know. Yeah, I didn't Hop say that the school. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's like so good. Just like, like I said, like the word choices and like the way the story progresses, and like it's it's just it's unbelievable. it's masterful storytelling to me. Absolutely. That's that's my pick too. So hold on. I hear somebody coming. That's <laughs> so good. You got a red dot on your head. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you got a red dot on your head too. Oh, oh shit. shit. <laughs> uh Langan, who do you have for best storyteller? Uh, I put Cool G Rap. Oh yeah, um, a lot of his early work, especially with yeah. with that DJ Polo in that era. The, um, I mean, there's so many streets of New York on the run. There's a they're masterful, and the and wordplay is insane. Cool G Rap. I was going to have him in my uh, underrated, but I put him in this so he could get him a mention because uh, right, Cool G Rap's one of the greatest of all time. Yeah, very cool. No uh, doubt, no doubt. Joe, storyteller. Uh, I had to find a way to put him on this list somewhere. So I'm going to say Eminem. Oh, okay. Um, you know, 97 Bonnie and Clyde, uh, you know, uh, Stan. I mean, yeah, Stan is just amazing mm. uh, for the mainstreamers that everyone knows Stan. And, you know, he gave Dido some shine. But yeah, that's just like the way from the beginning to end, you're just captivated by by Stan. So, um, guilty you know, conscience. guilty conscience. Yeah, yeah, just stuff like that. So I got to give his props somewhere on this list, you know. So he yeah, made yeah. it. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, uh, that first record when it came out, like I, I, I really fucked with it a lot. You know, the thing with him is, is the Nas syndrome, where it's like, why do you pick the worst beats ever? <laughs> and why do you yeah. like? Why do you pick the worst beats and the worst hooks ever? But when it comes yeah. down to like you know flow and lyricism. You know, sometimes he he fucking shreds like Ingve Malmsteen. I'm like, all right, I get it. Like you could rap fast. Yeah, why is Josh laughing like he knows who Ingve Malmsteen is? <laughs> Fuck out of here. You're muted. Josh, you're yeah, muted. I like, oh, yeah. yeah. Work at a record store in college for three years. So uh, <laughs> when you said it, I pictured his uh, face. You don't forget yeah. that name. You don't forget that name. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it's uh, yeah, I remember when he was in like those metal magazines. I was young, I'm like Wang Gui, like it was like Wang, <laughs> Wang. 
Wingui, Ingui, like you couldn't even pronounce it. That name and those blouses, man. Yeah. yeah it's hard to fuck with. <laughs> uh, all right. Most underrated rapper, Josh. The answer is Fonte. Yeah. Okay. That's... He's incredible. And uh, there are people who, you know, put him in the top five, but just like his music never got big enough to have the impact that he could have had if his music was more commercial, if that makes sense. Yeah. But just from a straight up like technical lyricism, but also does it in a way that's like digestible. He's the guy, man. He's a storyteller. He's a lyricist. I mean, he's, you know, for those that don't know, he's OG Drake minus the corniness. So like Drake credits him with like, basically he Drake, copied Fonte and then became Michael Jackson. So it's kind of odd if you think about it. It's like this guy who most people have never even heard of was the blueprint for the now biggest artist of this entire generation. But either way, he's unbelievable. So um, underrated, right? You know, if, mm-hmm. if people didn't know Fonte or Little Brother, what's a song that you would recommend they listen to? Holy crap. Um... Uh, what's uh? Oh, sorry, I'm thinking of the title. Um, come back to me because I'm I'm trying to think of what the title is. I I hear the beat in my head. Yeah, look look uh, look. Uh, at, just look at your phone. I'll go to land. I Lang- know. I I hear the beat and I the title. I'm so That's bad. A, with hopefully, names. hopefully he unfriends you on Facebook soon. Uh, Langan, <laughs> most um, underrated. I got I got Grand Pooba, um, earlier Brand Nubian, but then Solo, uh. He's one of the he's got one of the easiest flows that says like the most amazing shit. He's fun as hell. Uh he'll get a party started, but he's got some street shit and well. I mean, there's so many his solo album 2000, way underrated. There's so many good songs. I like it. New York City and the title track 2000 amazing verses. Brand Nubian, the in late later brand newbie and even there's a song called Back Up Off the Wall, I think that he's got an insane verse on it and uh I love Puva. Okay, so th- those are your your underrated picks, right? So, By the way, the Little Brother song is called "All for You." All for you. Uh, it's off the Minstrel Show. Just the the story that Fonte tells on that, where he's basically talking about um, like his dad not being around, and then he starts to talk about like his young child and how he's like not around, but because of music and how that's like causing problems in the relationship which kind of like strains the or, or like exacerbates the difference. I mean, the uh, distance even more. And then he ends the verse and he's like, well, Pops, how can I blame you? Because I did the same thing. And, you know, it's like he has this like realization that like, oh, my God, like I'm sitting here complaining, like all my problems are because like you weren't around. And like now I'm not around. You know, it's like it's 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 just such a good verse. And that was early Fonte. So he got like even better. Like once he figured out how he did what he did, he got yeah. even better. Shout out to Sorry, Harry Chapin. To Shout out to Harry Chapin on that one. <laughs> uh, I don't understand, but <laughs> cats in the Long Island guy, I think. Cat, cats in the cradle. Cats in the cradle. Oh, right, right, right. right. Uh, Joe, most underrated. I've got to do the handshake emoji for with Langan because Grand Poobah was my choice. Yeah. Oh, um, and nice. so he did a little brand newbian, but I'll go before that one. Nobody ever heard of him, and he was. Uh, part of the masters of ceremony um oh, and they did a song called cracked out um which is you know and sexy with don Barron. but um 
uh, MC Search for Third Base's remix. Uh, no, they did a uh, Portraits of the Artist of the Hood. Uh, and he dropped Cracked Out reference. And I'm, I think I might have been like the only one in my circle of friends who knew what Search was talking about. You know, uh, he, he dropped Cracked Out. And if anyone hasn't listened to that, that's early, early uh, Grand Poobah. And, and, and all for one or one for all. I mean, there's not much you can say that's, you know, amazing. That's like basically mm. his solo album with, yeah. you know, with, with Jamar and, and um, Sadat X kind of like thrown in their collective when they got the chance. But um, more of that to come when you get to favorite rap album. Spoiler alert. But uh-huh. yeah, Grand Poobah, man. So um, I have most underrated. Uh, listen, uh, I'm a big fan of Nems and I feel like his lineage comes from Sean Price. Definitely, you know, so I love Helter Skelter, but it wasn't until Sean did his own thing with his solo records, uh, especially Monkey Bars and Mike Tyson. Uh, and his just like, uh, I mean, if you want to hear one of the greatest hip hop songs ever, it's Onion Head, you know, just so good. Like the beat. Uh, yeah, man, I always think Sean Price, like when, when you put on his shit, it's just like automatically people that aren't familiar with it are like, what is this? Or people that haven't heard it in a while are super Happy to hear it again. So Sean Price, most underrated for me. Uh, most overrated. Uh, I think Josh is probably the only one with an actual answer to this. I definitely have an answer. And I'd just <laughs> like to say, <clears throat> I'd first like to thank you guys for not being as big as, say, like a uh, drink champs, because that allows me to yeah. give an, an honest answer. Yes. Uh, and not have to face repercussions. No worries there. We can guarantee yeah. all our guests that no one will hear any <laughs> <laughs> shit you say. So come not, on, no board, come on down. Your secret no save with us. Gonna, no one's going to murder me is the is the main kind of sticking point for me. Um, so for me, I'm going to be honest. The answer is Tupac. Oh yeah. I don't. I don't get it. I don't. I don't understand why people praise him the way that they do. I think that he was a decent rapper at best yeah and i don't think that he had any like original concepts that were not like like oh wow that's amazing it's like but was it though i i don't know i just think his character was was bigger than his music so mm. people got a little blinded i did i don't have a pick but i, I yeah i, I so i basically yeah i agree with you uh just because i remember growing up and Maybe because I was just so East Coast snobbery, snobbish, that uh, I'm like, Me too. I'm like, wait, fucking who cares? Like Tupac? I'm like, this is a big deal. Like, you know, with, with an occasional, you know, trapped. There's just some songs that he had where I were, were, which I thought were cool, but for the most part, like when he was like popping off, I'm like, eh. You know, I I thought his verse on Digital Underground was good though. That was. Great. I think that's the best verse he ever did. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's just and then, the, the, the same the song. Yeah, and it, then he yeah, and then he yeah. played uh, Bishop and Juice and was like, "Oh, that's who I am," and yeah. that was it. And was it's like, amazing. Uh, Listen, it's amazing to think of a guy who was that young because he he was killed when he was like twenty twenty five, I think twenty five. Yeah. yeah, something like, like that. That's fucking like now. Like yeah, he seems older for sure, but yeah. So he uh hep, uh yeah, that's crazy. So uh Langan, you you have a pick? I got it. yeah, little Wayne. Uh oh, I yeah, I don't get it. That, <laughs> I'm how not is mad that guy that, so honest. popular. I don't get it. He's fucking everything that comes out of his mouth is fucking retarded. Yeah, yeah, I'll tell, <laughs> I'm sorry. not mad at that to be honest. I'll tell I'll tell really you not. this. Um I like one song a lot, and it's uh so hey, all right. Yeah, uh, like the song, or is it because of what he spits? Yes, it's what he spits. So listen, 
Okay. When when he first came out and he was like a young kid, I, I that whole movement was just beyond anything I could wrap my head around. And then he did a song. He did a verse on like a Beyonce song or like Destiny's Child or something. Soldier. And, and I was just like, I'm a soldier. This is so fucking bad. Yeah. Um, and then he got older and he put out um, six foot seven. And I was like. Did he really write this? I mean, this is really good. Like real yeah. G's move in silence, like lasagna. Like lasagna. That's, That's pretty good. good. Yeah. You know, the, every line in six foot seven, including the beat and Corey, like that's a killer song. And Millie's pretty good too. Um, yeah. I think as he got older, he was just better. It's just like, I'm thinking like, he just doesn't seem, I mean, what do I know? I'm like, is he really writing this stuff? <laughs> I don't really know. So, but yeah, I get it. So, I don't know, uh, Joe, if you have anyone. Yeah, uh, of course. I, I don't understand the phenomenon that guy. Um, you know, I know Rick he's Ross. Athlete, but like, just an example. <laughs> Rick Ross, yeah. Okay. I I went to see Rakim. I went to see Rakim in like 2010, um, and. And Rick Ross kind of like was the op- opening act. Kid Capri was spitting, and then Rick Ross came on, and like so many people were going for drinks and like going to the bathroom because they wanted to be like Rick. And nobody was giving shit about Rick Ross. It was in New York, it was in Manhattan, so he had the home crowd not really with him. But uh, there really hasn't been anything that he has done that's like really like made me raise my eyebrows. And everyone like you know he's he's been around for so long, you know. Did we lose him? I think so. Kind of you there, Joe? A little bit. Your mic is. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Mic is. It was transforming. Right now. So Rick yeah. Ross, right? Uh. Check your connection or something. Right. Yeah, it was Rick Ross. All right, so we got Rick Ross. Uh, I didn't really pick anyone. I don't know. I was, like, being too cool for school. I was just like, I couldn't really think of anyone, you know? You're so noble. <laughs> what you like guy. to get in the mud over here. I just don't. Yeah, I, I can't think of anyone. But everyone that everyone. I didn't picked. think of anyone at first, but then I just gave it some thought. I'm like, who sells a lot of shit and pops up in greatest rappers list that you see and shit? And like Rolling Stone, people that don't actually cover hip hop. And that's yeah. all. I'm like, oh, Little Wayne. Yeah, I, om- sure. I, om- I almost would go Kendrick. Oh, God. Yeah. I, you, I, you need I, to listen to his catalog start to finish and then get back to me. I, 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 uh, I almost would go him. But I mean, I think that's that's outrageous if if I do that. Uh, but everyone's picks, like when when Joe said Rick Ross, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can see that. So, yeah. um, so let's go to what are we at? Favorite producer, Josh. That's me. Uh, for me, it's Pharrell. Um, you know, who's obviously bigger than just a hip hop producer, but his his hip hop productions are just as good as all his other productions. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, he's he's the goat to me, and it it just doesn't stop. Like he still hasn't stopped. He just kind of stepped back a little bit, which I understand because you know modern day music is not that inspiring. So, um, yeah, he he's the guy. Get off my lawn. I get it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's right. Langan, 
favorite producer? Um, three names came to mind for newer guys. Big Ghost, I, I dig a lot for straddling old and new mugs. And but all time, I mean, I'm going with Primo. Just anthems, legendary anthems after anthems. It's just impossible to fuck with his track record. And I yeah. love his fucking cuts. Yeah. Uh, Joe, favorite producer? Uh, I say Neptunes is in there. And then Primo, of course. I, I, I was banking on people saying that. So I'm just going to throw in my honorable mention is, uh, is is Rick Rubin. The early Def Jam Rick Rubin stuff is mm. just like, kick, you know, kick down the door. Like everyone's here. Take notice, you know. When I saw Josh at the Pumpkin Show uh, last, I don't know, Wednesday, he was wearing an NERD shirt. <laughs> that's right. I told him that's my version of rock and roll. Hell yeah. <laughs> and I told him he can get his lap, this lap dance here for free, which is the only. We thing also I we claim we claim Chad Hugo also. We, we claim yes. <laughs> OK. Filipino that's son. That's uh, right. So my three picks are exactly what Langan just said. Um, Big Ghost LTD is melting my brain at the moment. Like just melting the last couple of years, yeah. he's fucking melting my brain. He can't do anything wrong. He's just fucking melting my fucking brain with his production. Um, you know, uh, Mugs is he's put out like thirty six albums in the last six years. Like you didn't hear from him for a minute, and then it's like I could only hear him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I hear now. Yeah. Uh, and of course, yeah, premiere is, is premiere and static selecta, you know, round up like mm. the, the two where it's just like you guys, whatever you guys touch is unbelievable. So, uh, all right. So a couple of questions left here. Favorite rap album of all time, Josh. These start um, to get really hard. I mean, yeah, they, they definitely do. Um, I have midnight marauders. Um, you know, sometimes it's reasonable doubt, but for me, it's Midnight Marauders because I can still play it start to finish and I can still feel the same as I did to some degree, you know, when it first came out. And that's, I mean, that album's like 30 years old, I think. So, all right. yeah, that's uh, the one for me. All right, let me just write this. Uh, Langan, favorite. Uh, this is so hard. It's, uh, it's, it's impossible. I mean, that came to my mind right away was Cypress Hill's first record, uh, Midnight Marauders, Outcast, Equemini, Mob Deep, The Infamous. But I really, I just, I probably went for me. Tribe Law and Theory just always gets it for me. Yeah, that's about as hip hop as an album could be for sure. Mm. Uh, I, I go that over Midnight for sure. Um, so, uh, Joe, favorite rap album of all time? Uh, I'm going to see Brand New Being One for All. Nice. Um, wow. They never, you know, they, they kept going, but then Pooba took off and then they got back together, but it just wasn't the same as the impact that one for all had, you know, it had, uh, had some reggae on there had some, you know, like, um, posse cuts with, you know, like, uh, some black awareness, 5% nation, you know, some real, real educational stuff in there. And, it, and Pooba was just at a Zenith, I think for me, at least, you know, um, for me, what's today's mathematics, Joe? Yeah, Was it five percent? Yeah, something like that. My uh, man, that's I love the music, but God, when it comes to like religious stuff like that, I'm just it, I I can't tune out quick enough. I actually uh, know like actual five percenters like right now. I know I, a guy like from high school. He's like active. 
I would have to Google what that even means. I just I have no idea. <laughs> I guess the dudes that, you know when you walk down the street in New York and, and a bunch of black dudes yell at you sometimes. Yeah, no, those are the black Israelites. No, those oh, are the no, Israelites. Okay, my bad. Yeah, 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 those yeah. are the no, yeah, those are the Israelites. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Those if you go to like Penn Station, for yeah. sure. Yeah, if Trust someone's them like the garb. Um, <laughs> yeah, definitely. I don't like to get yelled at about things I don't care about. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you might be right. I don't know. Yeah, you yeah. might be. You I might be really right. I don't care. know. Fair point. I, I'm just trying to get a slice of pizza. Well, uh, so Thank listen, uh, very tough to say, but I think the album that I listen to the most is Mob Deep, the Infamous. I I, I just album. I can't think. You're you know. <laughs> I, I, I I don't listen. I don't rap, but fucking eye for an eye. I think I know every goddamn word. You know, you got fucking Raekwon on there. You got not like Raekwon and Nas on your fucking feature. Goddamn. You know, um, and who could forget, you know, that skit where he's telling you he's going to punch your, you know, he's going to punch you in your face. And like, you know, like when we were kids and that 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 cassette, you know, we put that cassette in and he's like, yeah, let me take a break here. Let me just and he basically like put the fear of God in like, you know, 14 year old kids from the suburbs were like, Oh my God, <laughs> this guy's going to beat me up. I'm just listening to the album. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Last three questions. Favorite rap song, Josh. Impossible. Yeah. I, um, sticking with the theme of uh, midnight marauders uh, for me, it's electric relaxation because I can't say what's the best rap verse, but I can tell you from a, emotional perspective that beat for me i'll never like you could just play it now until the day that i die i just i don't think i'd ever get tired of it all right so i'm i'm when i write you eulogy out later <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm i'm gonna put play that this in at my funeral as the, <laughs> as the kids say yeah, totally. <laughs> like josh wanted this bed played at his funeral that's let me, right let me let me say some words <laughs> to quote my friend crime apple because everybody will be so excited, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like finally, uh, this guy, Langan. Man, I have no fucking idea. But my, my the, the first two that came to my head were Gangstar's Mass Appeal and Nas New York State of Mind. Mm, New York State of Mind. That's a good one. Solid. But, I, if I, but I mean, I could go in a fucking trillion different directions. Yeah. yeah I don't, if I allow myself to get like, yeah. <laughs> forget it. That's it. That's what I got. Joe, impossible favorite yeah, hip hop song. Also impossible. But lately, if you ask me this, you know, with all the fiftieth uh, birthday celebrations, I'm gonna go with uh, "They Reminisce Over You," Pete Rock and Seal Smooth. It's just mm -hmm. one of the perfect songs. You know, the sample, the the rhyming, the reason why it was written for Trouble T. Roy, all that stuff thrown together. You know, it just it's it aged well to me. Yeah. Um. Impossible to pick, but if I were to pick a song, it's something that I want to sing along to and know every word to. Uh, how I could just kill a man, Cypress Hill. Like when mm. that came out, like the beat, and it's like I so still hard. know every word. Yo, there was That's something an incredible beat. There's something about Be Real, and maybe this is what transcended them to like just be like at the top. Like their their albums never matched up to the first one, it, but it didn't matter because the trajectory was still like skyrocketing them they could play anywhere and sell out anywhere and it's amazing they'll play festivals um and i think it's just be real has a way of rapping and it's kind of like melodic in a way that you just like 
it's like a song, you know? So when you're doing mm-hmm. like, like how I could just kill a man, it's just like, everything yeah. is so memorable, you know? And then of course, sure. and, uh, so last two favorite rap duo, Josh. Uh, the answer for me is outcast. Um, who I will tell you, um, oh, I just missed the joke. I had a joke written down. Okay, let's edit that out. Ready? Ah, yeah. My favorite, <laughs> my favorite rap duo was Boo and Gotti. Yes. Um, that were from the R. Kelly uh, lineage. Ba-dum, ba-dum, uh, ba-dum, ba-dum. Um, <laughs> but, but no, it's, uh, it is it is Outkast who, um, you know, what, what, what was interesting about Outkast is that for me, I was such a like New York hip hop head, though I was not in New York. I was a New York hip hop head. And when they came out, I like didn't I didn't accept it at first. Um, it took until like a Quemini for me to go, oh, no, these guys are pretty incredible. And then I went back and listened. And I was like, all right, I was being stupid. Um, but, Same. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was being stupid, too. And like I yeah. remember when that record came out and made, what te- was it? Televators or like uh, elevators? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, te- yeah. Televators is Mars Volta. <laughs> yeah. It's like me <laughs> and you. Yo, yeah, and I remember like listening Just to it, listening to that like cassette, and like because Long Island and New York started fucking with that, and it's just like, oh, this yeah. is interesting. It was like nothing we've ever heard. So yeah, that's that's cool. Uh, Langan, favorite rap duo? Um, either Gangsta or Run the Jewels. Yeah, those are my the a little old, a little new there. So yeah. uh, even though you know Run the Jewels aren't that new, being that Joe <laughs> Mike and uh, LP been around for a minute, but those are. Those are the two people that could do no wrong for me. Yeah. I'm actually going to see Run the Jewels in two weeks. Nice. Shout out to Mike Radicone. Uh Terminal Five are their plan. I last time I saw them was there. I hate that place, but yeah. worst venue a, in the city. It's gonna be a good show. Never been there before, but I guess I'll let you know yeah. what I think about it next time. You time. have to meet someone that had something good to say about that place, but I'm the, sure Run the Jewels will turn it out though. Yeah, they did. Like when I saw them there, you just have to get in a good position because like if you're like over to like the right of the stage, it's just like you might as well not even be there. Um Yikes. Joe, favorite rap duo. I had uh, two selections ready for this. Uh one for like the good old time party, feel good, not necessarily skills on the mic. But they made you feel good, and that, that was kid and play. Um, you know, oh, yeah. for they could dance. Nice. You know, they could they could act. They got movies. Yeah, I think got three movies out of house party. I'll never know. But um, <laughs> as far as like, <laughs> but as far as and four, if you can't the re- reboot, yeah. um, which they're which they're in. But as far as like um technical skills, you saw, like, you you know, saw the reboot. Oh yeah, yeah. How, how how bad was it? Uh well, if I was if I. I was 18 to 23. I'd probably love it. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> Just yeah, like yeah, I did yeah. when Understood. I saw the original. Yeah. Right. Right. But Understood. I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say third base uh, as far as like, you know, more on the hip hop, like mm. technical side, beat yeah. side, Def Jam family. Um, I I really dug their stuff at the time they came out. So the, I, and I always go back to them for a good time. A good listen. You know? Yeah, man. They're fu- Yo, those two third base records say whatever you want. The beats and like their rhymes are like, and not even Josh could hate on those. No, I come on, they were the, the biggest in my mind. Like words of wisdom, like Pete's verse on yeah. that, crazy. Uh, so rap duo for me, uh, it's just impossible to basically, you know, when I think of discographies, Eric B and Rakim, I, mm. I consider them a duo. 
Um, when it comes to like discographies, they came in and out and they had no clunkers. Like they fucking came in and out and they fucking killed. Yeah. Uh, same thing with Gangstar. You know, I, I don't really think they had a hole in their um in their discography. But if I want to go currently, run the jewels. Run the jewels have four albums of just like perfect. You know, for, for and for a group that the, their main influence was the Bomb Squad. You know, like that's what they were going for. They they did a really good job. So nobody sounds like them. No, it's like and their the, own lane. And both yep. of them are just like somehow LP went from rapidy rapidy you know, very obscure artsy stuff. And I think he kind of like toned it down a little bit. And now he's just very, um, I think he got better. He, he, no, he got better because it's, I think disciplined. Yeah. I think, you know, like you, you listen to the earlier, you know, like his, his solo records or the company flow stuff, you know, it was just, uh, you know, he was just rapping for himself for sure. 100. That rapidly rapidly shit is the funniest shit. I I guess I know that. That is so great. Rapidly, rapidly. All right. <laughs> very, very last question. I don't know why we're ending it on on something. Maybe whoever made this list is like, oh, all right. One last thing, favorite DJ. <laughs> so well, I've got that's... the I've got the Naomi Cochran uh off the top of the head thing. Oh, Naomi Cochran, and, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, let's just do favorite DJ real quick, Josh. My favorite DJ is uh DJ Bro Rab, who was my DJ, who is now ready for this kid and plays DJ. Oh wow! Full circle, full circle. Full circle. Like, I couldn't have planned that better if I tried. Nah, yeah, <laughs> it's like you and Joe jo- jo texted each other. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Langan, favorite DJ. Um, well, before I even uh, say that, if anyone hasn't seen uh, the mixtape documentary on, mm. I guess Paramount Showtime. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. focuses on hip hop mixtapes and has all these references to. Blue and all these old people they used to put out tapes and and uh you know the mr c biggie tape all these things it's run jog your memory like crazy and it gives a lot of love to dj culture which i love and uh but back to my list here um i would have to pick overall the my runners up are rock Raider and dj craze but uh uh cubert dj cubert is the greatest scratch dj ever he's he's like i said before Jimi hendrix that dude's crabbing techniques and everything he taught everybody how to fucking do it a certain way i think and the game was different for and, and big, after and, him and the old scratch pickles and a big claim and a <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i was gonna say <laughs> and, and, and a big part of the the documentary scratch man that came out forever ago mm. god damn yeah. that was cool man you know they they, they had everyone from cuba to fucking uh dj honda like just like mad cool shit mm. um sure. joe favorite dj i'm gonna go another claim uh dj uh mix master mike um you know most notable notably with uh for mainstream is the beast of boys um, but mm-hmm. that dude is just ridiculous. I, I could stare at his like when he starts to go off on his uh, sets. I just, I, I just stare at the guy like, what the heck? That's crazy. Um, mm-hmm. And also claimed. <laughs> really? really? I didn't know. Oh yeah. Really? Fifty percent is still claimed. Right, is that go. criteria to join the scratch pickles? <laughs> yeah, I think so. They actually, were both in there. Yep. <laughs> to join spe- I have a little pickles. gang going on over there. Uh yeah, Mixmaster Mike, my number one. Uh, awesome. and and when it comes to mixtapes, J period, J period, oh, wow. J period did a lot of great work, man. He he's still putting out really cool stuff. Like, 
great blends. Uh, if I see G period mix anywhere, I listen to it. So shout out to Tony Touches fifty MCs too for sure. Oh yeah, and, and shout out to local legend DJ Ev here because back on Long DJ Island, Ev. I remember waiting for his yeah. mixtapes and Tommy Laroque. Yo, DJ Ev, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was like uh the first big dude I saw with a with a towel because he was sweating. His intros on his tapes were fucking well thought out and amazing. All his intros he would put together. I haven't thought of DJ Ev like yeah, he was like a house party. A, fuck yeah, yeah, like he but was his tapes. Spend. His tapes got around this fucking island quickly. God yeah. damn, throwback. Uh, all right, so Joe, what do you have? I guess. Uh, for the Namakakran three, I got three. Um, so anyone who doesn't know, um, on Twitter, Namakakran is a like a big hip hop music kind of uh, aficionado, especially with hip hop. And she did this uh, all through August, the 31 Days of Hip Hop hashtag. And so every day you'd find a different question relating to hip hop, uh, you know, over 50 years. And the great thing about it is anyone could answer from their perspective. And if you were 20, if you're 50, you know, whenever it came out. So. I just picked three of the really good ones. Um, and so I'm just going to shoot them out. And off the top of your head, this is like, like you said, no time to think. Uh, just what comes to your head. So the first one is a song from the artist with the best rap voice. Right. And I chose I chose uh, Night of the Living Bassheads by Public Enemy because Chuck D is just like, from the first word, like, bam, you know, like you're, you're, you're stuck on his voice. Like, damn, this is amazing. So Song from the artist with the best rap voice. Oh shit! Nice. What you want gonna, uh, by nine? Oh yeah, that's a that's good a one. great cut. Yeah. I love that song. <laughs> I'll be damned if I do. Be damned if I don't. <laughs> I'll be. I'll, I'll. I'll throw out uh, "Tribe Called Quest" beneath Apple Bomb. Q-Tip, smooth as fuck on that love song. It's uh. That's my it comes to my head first. Yeah. Sam's wow. pondering. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I one of the one of the most abrasive things I remember is uh you god. I'll give him a little light when um uh fuck. Why is that song escaping me, bro? I'm gonna give it to you. No trivia. We're like Mystery Chest Boxing. Yeah, like that. Like, yeah, that was the first introduction, and you're like, "Holy shit!" You're like, "This dude sounds like he's like, like that was like a, a, a thing that really comes to mind when it comes to voices, and it was just call. super strong." So, okay, rapid rapid fire question number two off the top of the dome: a song that felt like it. Oh, uh, a favorite remix. That's just the second one I had, and so I'll I'll give you guys some time to think, but I chose. Uh, Joe Brothers doing her own thing. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I go ahead. Yeah, I know it features you know Jungle Brothers getting down with uh, De La Soul and Q-Tip and and Moni Love and the the video is a remix from the album. So that's when MTV artists were doing like let's remix the song for the video only, and then you had to like go in search of the cassette single. But um, that that was like one of the instances where you like a cash grab. You're like, man, I got to pay money for this. I already bought the tape. <laughs> but I want to get this cassette single because it's so good, you know. Yeah, killer. Uh, I I right off the top, my, I, I'll give you right now. LL Cool J, I shot your remix. Oh yeah. Oh shit. Yo, like I once again, like I don't rap, but like I could do all those verses. I can't. I keep the you know fucking 
female yeah. rappers too. I yeah, I don't give a fuck. So, so it's like um, Keith Murray to Prodigy, Fat Joe, Foxy, and LL. Yeah. And it was like, just goddamn, like that, like, I love it. Like, you know. Uh, I, I would say maybe uh, Flavor in Your Ear remix. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. That's a good one for That's me. Or uh, scenario, not... scenario remix. I'm not from Texas, but I rap a lot. <laughs> mm, that's a good uh, one. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. What are like? God, the, I guess the, maybe the Buddy remix. I love the Buddy remix. De La Soul. That's a good one. Native Tongues family. Yeah. yeah. Another video be... remix that you had Another to go. Video. Yeah. Yeah. Seek that and out. And Biggie, the piano mix of One More Chance, right? That wasn't on the album, right? That's a remix, yeah. technically. With the, uh, right. With the bar that, sample, that, that that's probably my shit. So right the there. get money remix, right? Oh yeah, that was oh. fucking killer. Bravo. Yeah. yeah, but that flavor in your ear, that that was, uh, yeah, more guns and roses. <laughs> so the last the last name of Cochran one um, is the greatest posse cut. Now we just dropped a bunch of posse cuts because of remixes, but um, I think Josh said it. The scenario remix. Is my favorite, uh, my choice here because once the uh, "Here We Go Yo" version of it got so played out that you still love it, but you're like, man, I don't need to hear that anymore for a little mm, while. Yeah. Um, they dropped the scenario remix, which is like they added Hood, who actually died before the the single came out, um, and then they gave like Milo some some uh, some play, and they're, they're they're dropping like Metallica in there, and Battlestar Galactica, and. And Buster Rhymes' verse is even sicker than the one he did on the regular scenario. It's like, what the hell are you talking about? Um, so that's my cut, my my choice for greatest posse cut. Mm. I'm gonna uh, have to go scenario also. Uh, original yeah. or the original, the original. And then well, there was a speaking of when you were mentioning Heavy D before, I kept thinking, remember that song "Don't Curse"? Sure, yeah, yeah. With that, I was, yeah, that song I, was, yeah, yo. Yeah. I was totally gonna fucking say that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got one train from the ASAP Rocky uh album. I'm gonna look up everyone. There's a lot of features. Action on Bronson. So on I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do the actual. I'm looking it up because I don't want to miss anyone. Because I think even Yellow Wolf is in that shit. So yeah, it Yellow was Wolf da- can rap. Believe it. Da- Yo, he can fucking yeah. really rap. Yeah, he can rap. He can rap. Um, yeah, it had fucking Danny Brown, Big Crit, Yellow Wolf, Kendrick Lamar, Action Bronson. Fucking missing oh, someone. It's pretty good. So it's just basically like the who's who of like the Joey Badass on there. Um, that's a fucking. I, I, do, have you guys, have you heard that? I haven't heard that one. Nah. Really? Mm-mm. That whole album is so good. That is my favorite as- ASAP Rocky album. I don't think I've ever even listened to ASAP Rocky before. I'll be honest. Yeah, listen, let me tell you, you you would love his his producer on a lot of his stuff, Clams Casino. I've heard it. I've heard of his some of his solo work. It's really which is cool. mostly instrumentals, but okay. yeah, it's good stuff. I'll tell you this: ASAP Rocky was the first thing that I heard from the newer generation, and it, goddamn, that was almost like 10, 12, 13 years ago, where. I was like, okay, I'm the old guy, which I wasn't even that old back then. <laughs> but in my head, I'm thinking like, 
okay, this is a newer artist from New York that doesn't sound like he's from New York, but his songwriting and like everything about it, it was just so new. And like, I listened to that first album front to back. It's fucking phenomenal. Like the songwriting is really good. Yeah. It's just unbelievable. I'll send you, I'll send you the link. I would send them, um, ASAP Rocky LSD. Yeah. That song, if you're like into like trip hop and stuff, I mean, it's not yeah. trip hop, but it's like, sure. It's, it's over in that area. It's like, like not a DJ rap shadow kind of like straddles the line. of LSD both. is my favorite, uh, ASAP Rocky song. It's so good. They have a lot of cool stuff. He, he took, uh, he took that Rod Stewart sample and he put his, yo, it's really, oh, yeah, it's a good one too. Yeah. Every day I'm in the sun. Uh-huh. I'll have yeah. to check yeah, it out. The same album, I'll let you guys know if it's any piece. good. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's that's, <laughs> that's my. I I wanted to just shout out like a younger song. No doubt. So you guys are all old. Trying to attract that old that that new fan base. That yeah. New generation. Um, besides, I, besides my son, I'm my not. son might be the only younger people to listen to the show. I'm the youngest person on the show at the moment, so I'm I'm soaking it in. Oh, you're a child. <laughs> I got you by some months, I think. Yeah. Uh cool, man. Yo. Uh, Word. We, Happy we, birthday, hip hop! Right? Yeah, we, early we, morning. We this is the real all. Breakfast Club right here. Yeah, <laughs> fuck that other, fuck that other shit. Hell yeah! Oh my <laughs> god, I'm not even gonna get into those last few episodes, but uh, Tupac yeah. and Breakfast Club fans are coming yeah. for us today. Oh boy, there you go. they got smizoked. All, right. all right, cool guys. Uh, we want all the smoke. Come yep, on. that's right. This trending. Later, guys. <laughs> Later. All right, man. All right, Bye. have a good day. Bye.